Hello everybody and welcome to another video on soundproofing. Today I'm going to talk about the cheapest soundproof floor option out there. And this is a floating floor. So I'm going to teach you how to build a budget floating floor. Now, some of you may know that I'm not a huge fan of floating floors. I prefer a concrete floor, but in this video, if you can't use a concrete floor, then this is the technique I would recommend if you want to save some money. Before we jump in, I do want to say that I have a free soundproofing workshop. This is a 45 minute workshop that you can watch right away that will help you with designing, thinking through and building your soundproof studio. So if you're interested in checking that out, just go to soundproofyourstudio.com slash workshop. That's soundproofyourstudio.com slash workshop. All right, let's dive into how to build a budget floating floor. First, I want to say that before we jump into how to actually build this floating floor, I always give my little spiel about why I think concrete is better. The first reason is that concrete, if you are able to build in a basement or if you're building in your backyard like I did, a concrete slab is going to give you the most mass and the most isolation out of any soundproof floor option out there. It's by far the best. Now, if you don't have the option of building a concrete slab, say you're on the second floor of a house, you don't have the budget for a concrete slab because they are kind of expensive, uh, or you're in an apartment, then a floating floor is your next best bet. Another thing to think about is if you have a concrete slab, but you want to isolate the sound that could travel through the concrete slab from one room to another, say you have a control room and you have a live room and you don't want sound to necessarily travel from the control room to the live room, you could float either one or both floors in each room on top of the concrete slab to help reduce isolation through the concrete itself. Now, I will say that isolated concrete slabs are the best option for this scenario, but they're expensive and hard to design and you need to find someone who knows how to pour an isolated concrete slab. So these are all factors you can think of before we even dive into how to build a floating floor. And I always want to say this because as the person who's teaching you about soundproofing, I don't want to lead you astray and just say, oh, definitely build a floating floor. That's not always the best option. But if it is, let's figure out now how to actually build this budget floating floor. So the first thing you're going to do is if you have a plywood floor or if you have a concrete slab, either way, you're going to lay down a layer of rigid fiberglass insulation. I prefer Owens Corning 703 and I would recommend you get the thickest amount you can, maybe the four inch option or two layers of two inch because you want it to be springy and you don't want it to compress all the way down to the floor when you have the weight of all your gear and everything in the studio. So first we're going to lay down a layer of Corning 703. The next thing I would do is lay down one by four strapping boards or sleeper boards. These are just going to sit in a regular pattern, maybe every 16 inches on center on top of your insulation. And then you're going to use them as a way to screw in the two layers of 5 8 inch drywall, which I'll talk about next. So we're going to lay down just a pattern of boards across the insulation that will hold the floor in place. Next, you're going to add the two layers of 5 8 inch gypsum board. Now, this is the heaviest gypsum board that usually most manufacturers will sell, and this is a crucial part to your soundproof floating floor. The reason is that it adds a ton of mass, a ton of weight, which is necessary to stop the frequencies from coming through your floor. So we're going to screw those into the 
sleeper boards that you lay down with each layer of drywall make sure that they overlap uh, so that they're not actually overlapping seams so that you can cover up the seams so if your first layer of drywall goes down one direction just switch it up for the second layer as an optional added bonus, you could put green glue between your two layers of drywall. This would help with soundproofing. It would add a little bit of cost, but if you have it in your budget, I would recommend doing it because it will only help you out in the long run. Next, as you can see from this diagram that we've been referencing from the Master Handbook of Acoustics, the sixth edition, you wanna have the insulation turned up around all edges of your room. This will make sure that none of the actual flooring is touching the outside structural walls. This is super important because we're essentially trying to isolate the floor from every surrounding structure, and the main thing that's doing that is your rigid fiberglass. So you can see in that diagram we have the fiberglass turned up. Next, you would add your finished floor. So this could be any type of finished floor. Uh, I would recommend a hardwood engineered floor or just a hardwood floor, or you could lay down a laminate floor. It's really up to you and your budget with what you wanna use, but it won't affect the soundproofing whatsoever. So then you wanna leave a little bit of a gap from the original floor and the turned up fiberglass and you're gonna lay down your baseboards on top of that fiberglass, but make sure that the, fiber, the baseboard and your finished floor do not actually touch, just leave a little bit of, of an air gap that you can then fill with acoustic caulk. You could always throw in a little bit of backer rod if the space is too big between your baseboard and your finished floor, but just a bead of acoustic caulk should do the job with sealing up it so it's airtight, but without it transferring sound from the baseboard to your finished floor. So that's pretty much it with your budget floating floor. This is by far gonna be the cheapest floor option. Pouring concrete is extremely expensive. So if you wanna go this route, it is always an option. It does have drawbacks of not necessarily soundproofing and isolating the low bass frequencies as well, but it should help with some of the mid to high frequencies in your studio. I wanna say if you're accumulating knowledge and watching tons of videos and maybe watching more of my other videos, definitely check out that soundproof workshop at soundproofyourstudio.com workshop. It'll help you assimilate everything into one focused plan so that you can move forward with your soundproof home studio design. Thanks so much for watching. Thanks so much for listening if you're on our podcast and I will see you all next week.